So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Now, back to Severe Reaction, powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. When we just we just talked and said, you know what, we're gonna come back, we're gonna we're gonna watch the film and we're gonna look ourselves in the mirror, we're gonna be honest with ourselves, we're gonna tell the truth like we always do on Sunday. And we're gonna see where it went wrong at, and we're gonna fix it because if we don't fix it's a copycat lead, they'll come back and hit us with it again next week. Welcome back, Severe Reaction here on 1620 The Zone. I know one thing, if it's no Casey Thompson, they're in trouble. Uh, as they said in Ocean's Eleven, they're in Barney, rubble, trouble. Because that was brutal second half. And I know that Chubba Purdy didn't practice all week. You know, he got the twos reps, so maybe that was 10%, maybe 20% tops. Um, and then probably they got a couple of plays in there for Logan Smothers, maybe. So I, I understand that. I get that. You, you don't prepare. It's, it's a lot of times it's different when you get a whole week of preparation, but that was just brutal to watch. You had, you had five, five big plays, I thought, in the game, kind of changing plays, right? You had, the, you had the early missed or blocked PAT by Nebraska where Bryce Benhart made no effort to block the guy across from him. He literally just stayed in his stance and let the guy go right by him and didn't move from his stance until the guy had blocked the f- extra point. It was like he did it on purpose. It was horrible. You got the two interceptions. I'm going to go with two, the two interceptions um, in the first half. Then you have the Ramir drop, which is huge because in that same drive, instead of having that big explosive play, Two plays later, your quarterback gets knocked out of the game and you have the interception. So that's huge. And then the third and two, I mentioned it at the end of the first half where they ran the play for Logan Smothers. He didn't get the first down. They give the ball back to Illinois. They go down and score and make it 29. Those those plays were you know very important all in the first half that uh, could maybe have made a difference in the game. Welcome back to Sphere Reaction on 1620 The Zone. We'll get to our keys and how they turned out. But first, let's go back to the phones where Jason is this morning. Good morning, Jason. How are you? Hey, good. Hey, Michael, you, you hit the points I was going to say, man, because, yeah, that Ben Hart thing, man, I mean, <laughs> that, that was horrible. He did not move one iota. And and now that now that the quarterback looks like he he potentially could be done, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a brutal remaining game. To, I mean, if, if there's no way that uh, Casey can play. But Jason, Jason pretend – Jason, so, do me a favor. Pretend you're Bryce Ben Hart. And you're today in film, and they show that. Yeah. What what do you say? I didn't hear the yeah, snap. I, I didn't hear the I snap count. Know, man, you, <laughs> you better talk to the Unity Council about that one, Ben, because they're, they're gonna they're gonna eat you up big time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was bad. Because, but 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 I go back to the coaching too. I mean, you allow that. There is no accountability, and and, and the other thing is, like I said, I, I'm going to go down another road. Like I said. We've got a lot of waffling going on, and and now Trev's gotten sucked into it. Mickey's gotten sucked into it. You know, we were we were going to see if it was going to work with Frost, and then we're going to lower his lower his uh, payout, yeah. you know, or reduce his salary. Then we come back, 
and the powers of be say, okay, let's give him his full payout, you know, because that's what we are. So there's a lot of politicking going on, and there's a lot of waffling going on. And now Mickey's gotten a taste of coaching. When he said he didn't want any part of this media and being in front of cameras, and now he's gotten a taste of it, and now he can't he can't dictate to Whipple, hey, we're going to do this. Because if you listen to the TV guys, Mickey told him who we we're going to go with at quarterback, and then they go opposite. Mm. So there there is there is just no consistency going on right now. And like I said, we know what we got with Whipple, and it's it's not working. So. Halloween came early for Nebraska. I mean, it, it was it was brutal yesterday, and it was upsetting. And now we'll, we'll see if it's uh, uh, another firing on Sunday by somebody, you know. Because like I said, Mickey had no problem letting people go, you know, early on. And, and we'll see if he is still the coach. Because right now, it doesn't look like he dictates the terms with Whipple right now. And look, Osborne was in his 60s. He evolved. Whipple, you better get it together, buddy, because <laughs> – it, it, you can evolve, and you better do it because KU and K State, their backup quarterbacks came in, and they just did just fine. Yeah. So I don't know why we can't have a backup quarterback come in and and not lose much touch. But it it, it was definitely frustrating, and we're we're gonna see if Mickey can uh, get this thing together because it it definitely took a setback because right now we're in disarray because every coach that we're we're about is losing every weekend. Even Gundy lost yesterday. <laughs> so a lot going on. Yeah. But let's just pray to God we get this thing turned around. Jason, thank, we appreciate it. A uh, couple a couple of the coaches did did win. Uh, a lot of Lane Kiffin talk out there. Lane Kiffin uh, rallied Ole Miss to get a win. That was one. Um, and so Baylor won, right? Didn't they win yesterday? So that's another one um, that we talk about as a, as a quarterback uh, or coaches. Dave Aranda, yeah, they won 45-17. Um, and then, you know, so that they have some people, let me, let me go back to Mark Whipple. Cause here's the frustrating thing. There were about four or five plays in that first half that we had really not seen the, the season that were perfect. They didn't all work, but there are times where you watch Whipple's offense, especially his pass offense. And you go, damn, that could really work. Okay. So initially they threw that wheel route to Brody belt. I would not have had Brody belt as the guy. In that situation, I think I would have put like an Alante Brown in the backfield instead of Brody Belt to run that route. Brody Belt jumped a little too early. I don't know why, um, but tried to get up there probably because he saw the safety coming out of the corner of his eye. So he tried to get up early. I think that play could have maybe worked. Uh, the throwback to Chancellor Brewington, beautiful play. Went for 40-some yards. It was gorgeous. Um, even the play to Vocalect, if you watch that play, you have both tight ends on the same side. You have... One of your tight ends lined up almost as a, I like to say when they're in the pistol, it's a loaded pistol if you have the fullback in there with it. So they almost have, they have the loaded pistol, and then you have him kind of circle out of the backfield, right? So that's what the, I think the the corner on that side saw. So he thought that tight end was going to be go there, and then he throws down to Vokalek. And it could have, obviously could have been intercepted or whatever else, but I love the way that was drawn up. They had the fullback trap that he ran to Grant, the inside handoff. You saw things you hadn't seen all year. So that's the frustrating thing about Whipple. There's times where you watch the offense and you say to yourself, wow, that looks great. But there are other times where you look and see the way they ran the ball yesterday, especially in the second half, and you just shake your head. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? What, are you even trying to establish? Let me, let me get, so real quick, I'm going to get to the keys and I'm going to get to the phones. Um, Ken and, and Gary, stay right there for a second. But one of those keys was success on first down. I wanted, you, wanted to keep the third down average to go under four yards. 
Nebraska gained 1.7 yards on first down. That is not what I had for the key. Seven rushes on first down. They gained five yards. Math tells you that's less than one yard a carry. Then it was three of 11 on first down for 27 yards. They were completely inefficient on first down. It's the most important down of the every single possession. The most important down. I know people talk about third down, and I get third down conversion. Third down conversion is a lot easier when you have success on first down, and they didn't yesterday. It, it was brutal. Look at that. Seven rushes. That's it on first down for five yards. That is brutal to even think about. That is so – the level of inefficiency in that is – like somebody just said, as Jason said, that is fireable offense. It really is. I don't think Whipple's going anywhere. I mean, he's stuck around through you know his illness and everything else um, to fire him with four games to go and appoint somebody else's play call. I don't know. I mean, there's always a possibility. I don't put anything. I didn't expect Frost to get fired when he did, and I didn't know. I didn't. I kind of expected the defensive coordinator to be changed, but I didn't know how they were going to do that. And I don't know. Anything can happen now. Let's go back to the phones. It's where Ken is this morning. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Hey, hey, what's going on, Michael? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm all, I'm all right. The more I look at the, back at this game, the more frustrated I get, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I got you, man. I, I woke up out of my nap and uh, kind of caught the uh, end of the first half. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, but, um, you know, you know me. I'm the talent guy. Yeah. Because nobody wants to, uh, you know, hear my point about the talent. Well, let's talk about this. I mean, you know, since. Nebraska has more talent. I mean, could it just be? I don't know. Is it just the coaching, the team, the effort? I mean, what is it? I mean, since they, 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 everybody seems to think they have so much more talent than these other teams that they're facing. I mean, how how do you just keep losing? I don't. I mean, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, is it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't. I just keep beating that drum because I can't see this. You know, this um, extremely more talented team just steadily losing to these little brothers every week. You know, it's like I would say that Illinois. If we go position by position, I would say Illinois. They have the better running back. If you're just going to see two starting running backs, obviously yesterday they probably had the best quarterback. Even when Casey Thompson was in there, Nebraska has better wide receivers, offensive line. Illinois defense overall. Illinois. Uh, talent wise, so I don't. Yesterday, watching that game, I certainly wouldn't have said to myself that Nebraska was more talented than majority of positions yesterday. Right? No, no, definitely, and you know, and I guess you know I've seen that in quite a few games. But yeah. could it just be like I don't know? These guys aren't being coached up, or you know, they just don't. They, I mean, they've been losing so long. Could it just yeah be a mental thing at this point? You That's know, a big thing. Like yep. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta know how to win, man. How do you, how do you yeah, learn exactly. how to win without winning? Without winning, there you go. Yeah. Just like anything in life, you know, yeah. you, you keep failing at something, it's gonna be hard to, you know, turn it around and start winning. You know, so yeah, I guess I can get that. But what, how do they remedy that at this point? No, I don't know, man. I mean, yesterday would have been one of those games where you beat the number seventeen team in the country. If you if you'd have won that game, that maybe that would have given you the confidence. To feel like you could beat Minnesota, that you could beat Wisconsin, but after that, I don't. I can't imagine those guys walk around with a lot of confidence th- today. No, oh, yeah, absolutely agree with that, man. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But Mike, you have a good day, man, and enjoy your day. You too, Ken. I appreciate it. Failure is the greatest. It teaches you the greatest lessons. At the same time, 
failure is the biggest curse because yes, you learn lessons, but there's times where if you fail enough, you just don't get any better. You should, you should right? trial and error. That's kind of what it is. You know, you do something over and over enough. Even if you're failing at it, you do learn how to do it better. Your, your brain should work that way. That's how, that's how your, ba- your brain should process. On the other hand, they've lost so many games. A lot of these guys, and look, some guys played. Reimer was flying around yesterday. There, there was a bust to the East Side Stadium, um, where I believe it was a throw to the tight end. That I thought this is going long. This is going for a good distance. And Reimer, like he was shot of a cannon, chased the guy down and made the tackle. And I was like, wow, he looked as healthy as he looked all season. He looked good. Buford was flying around making tackles. Newsom looked really good all game. Farmer had one of his better games at times yesterday. The defense had moments where they played well. We mentioned the sack by Gifford. Um, you know, Kalarvik, I thought, struggled inside a little bit. Uh, Mike Clement had a couple of plays where he was right there but didn't necessarily make the play. You know? So, I mean, there were guys on defense that had some moments. Feist. Or feast, I've heard it both ways, uh, had, had a play in the backfield. So they did some things. But when you're on the field for 70 plays, when you're on the field against that offense for 70 plays, you're just going to get worn down. They played everybody. Newsom played. Um, Messiah Newsom played a lot. Jabari Butler got in there. Gunnarsson, everybody was playing. They were doing everything they could, playing guys to kind of rest. But eventually you just get worn down. And I think you saw it at the end of the first half. That 11-play drive in the first half, during parts of that drive, it looked like Nebraska was worn down already. It really did. So um, you have to have an offense that could be able to give you guys some rest, and they didn't have that yesterday. Let's go back to the phones. Gary in New Jersey. What's up, Gary? How are you? Mike, how are you? I, I, I've been waiting for this call all night. Uh-oh. When I saw the comments after the game, I went ballistic. All of a sudden, it's Ramir Johnson's fault that we lost this game. He played one play against Purdue, yeah. one play yesterday. It was, let's not make it seem like the ball was between the numbers. It was, he should have caught it. Yeah. I'll give it. But he got himself open. Everybody's blaming him. When in the third quarter, it was 23-9. Yeah. Game wasn't out of hand yet. On a second down carry, Grant has the first down. He shies away from a hit, and then he's three yards short of the first down. Yeah. And then fumbles two possessions later. I went nuts, Michael. I, I know you remember me because the New Jersey nuts. Yeah, sure. I made a fool out of myself at, at Rutgers Stadium screaming at nobody. And he wasn't even at the game because he wasn't playing. But please, I, I, I mean, I, 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 what's your position on this? He got himself open. He gets one play. All right, he dropped it. It wasn't a great ball, but at least he got open. And then we never see him again, but we keep seeing Grant. Yeah, I know. I the guy was I was very frustrated that he dropped it. Um, I'm a big Ramirez Johnson fan. I, I wish he'd have caught it. I wish they would have run that first play, that wheel route to Brody Belt. I wish that was Ramirez. I think he would have done a better job out there. You can't blame him for it, but it's just one of the many things that happened that led to the game getting out of hand. Because two plays later, after the drop, then you have the sack interception. So you know, if it's horrible, you don't want to blame him. But, you know, he caught the ball in practice, as Coach said, all week long. He's got to catch that ball. He's, he doesn't get a lot of chances. I wish he got more, but he doesn't get a lot of chances. That's a play. I know he'll say it this morning. He had to make that play. 
you're right. You're 100% right. But what about Grant shying away from the hit and then fumbling? I, it's I funny on that play. About that. On that play, Gary, I think he thought that he could make more yards busting it outside instead of just putting his foot in the ground and getting the first down. That's Grant's problem. He's trying to make a big play every carry instead of taking what's there. And I agree. That was a horrible play because he had the first down and decided I'm going to try to get more. But I don't know if it was shying away as much as he thought I could get more yards if I busted outside. That's what I think he was doing. And Can I ask you, where's Gabe Irvin? Because He's hurt. He's hurt. Gabe Irvin's got turf toe. Yeah. So he was out for All that right. game. He didn't. He wasn't even uh, suited up. Well, I appreciate you letting me vent, Michael. No problem, Gary. Take it easy, man. See ya. All right. You, get, you know what? It's not bad for Gary. Like, I don't know if Gary's a Giants or Jets fan, but at least he's got that going for him. Hopefully he's a fan of one of those two teams in Jersey because they're playing pretty darn well. Um, yeah, those that you could put that Grant play in there as well as one that turned the game because you have a chance to get a first down, take the first down. Instead, he's like, well, I can make this move to the outside, ends up losing a yard, and then you don't convert on the third down. So, no, I, I completely agree with Gary. And the fumble was Grant again trying to make something out of nothing and ended up, you know, putting the ball up into the air and for a turnover. I'll take one more call and we'll take a break. Let's go to Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Michael? Good, man. I'm all right. Hey, uh, so I just want to reiterate a little bit on that caller that was talking about talent. Hey, Mike, what's uh, up, man? How you been? Dude, I've been good, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. So, okay, so last month, Michael, Damon and I got into this on the radio about talent. Yeah. And my whole point was is, listen, this season's over. Everybody can talk about it. Whatever. It's, it's nothing. It, it all depends on Trev hiring the next coach. And my whole thing is he's going to have to hire a coach that has a national brand in, in, in recruiting. Yeah. And, you know, I think Luganville said it on the uh, uh, broadcast yesterday about, well, what are they going to have to do? He says, you're going to have to start winning some battles against Ohio State and Georgia in recruiting. You don't have to win them all, but you can have to win a few. And I got into this with, with uh, Damon, Michael, about the, the state talent. I understand there's an uptick now. It's as good as it's been in a long time. I understand that. But it's not the golden era, and it's never going to be. I mean, you know, you've had one running back from the state of Nebraska to play high school football that started a game. That was 18 years ago. You've had one quarterback since Eric Crouch start one game, and I get there maybe could have been one or two others that could have along the way or didn't go to Nebraska. Jay but Ducker. Jay Ducker should have been at Nebraska, Mike. Jay Ducker should have been at Nebraska. I understand. No doubt. Or could have. Yeah, I know. But Michael, the fact is there's been one quarterback start one game in the last 20 years, 21 years that played their high school football in this state. Right. You're not, it's just, you're not going to have the state. You have to have a national brand. If Nebraska's going to get back with USC and UCLA coming in, they're going to have to have a coach that has a national brand in recruiting. I would love for them, Michael, to go after Dion. I, I said this from the get-go. You're talking about a guy that could bring in national recruit right off the bat. You'd have to open up the checkbook for him because he's not going to leave Jackson to come to Lincoln. But you have to open up the checkbook. But, but the golden era of Nebraska high school football, Michael, as a whole, it's not coming back. You're not going to have like the 95 and 97 national championship team. Seven of the 11 starters on those offense played yeah. their high school football in state of Nebraska. Right. And oh, by the way, those teams scored 53 and 47 points a game, led the country in scoring, led the country in rushing, and won national championships with seven of the 11 starters on offense that played their high school football in the state. That ain't happening again. You had that 12-year run, Michael, from 86 to 97. Ten of those 12 years, a kid that played their high school football running back 
led Nebraska in rushing. Eight of those 10 years, they were first-team all-conference. And basically two schools, Omaha Central and Omaha Bryant. Yeah. That's never going to happen again. If Nebraska truly wants to get back, they're going to have to get a coach that has a national brand in recruiting. Sorry about Dave Aranda or any of this. you got to go get a big boy, and they're going to have to open up the checkbook. Because if they don't, Michael, if they don't, with the ever-changing landscape of college football, with USC, UCF, Nebraska is going to get caught in the wash, and they're going to be irrelevant forever. All right, Mike, we appreciate the phone call. And I'm not saying that Nebraska is producing the kind of talent right now compared to some of those classes you're talking about. Those 91 and 92 classes put out a whole lot of talent of in-state guys. But on the other hand, if you look at what Nebraska's done as a tight end producing state with guys going other places and playing, right? If you look at what Nebraska's done as a center producing state with those guys going and being successful other places. Um, we've seen a little bit on in the secondary as well. Not secondary, excuse me, in the defensive side of the ball. You've seen some guys leave the state, go other places, and play very well on a defensive line, uh, even linebacker in the past. So there, there has been a miss on about a dozen guys that could have made this team much better. They're not at quarterback, no. Although if you want to count Max Duggan as a guy that maybe could have come here and been successful – from Council Bluffs, which is essentially Nebraska, you could say that is a guy that could that should be in here playing football, right? Um, I think there's going to be a couple of other guys that are going to be. I think you're going to have uh, a Flores is going to go someplace and be successful at Oklahoma State um, that they missed out on. So there are going to be other guys that could, but I don't think I agree. There's no top flight quarterback coming out of here. Um, and running back has been a big problem ever since Jalen Bradley came and didn't necessarily have the success everybody hoped. It's really been bad in-state running back-wise. So I get that. Although I think these next two classes are going to have a lot of talent in them, and there are a lot of them are going to go to Nebraska. They won't be a quarterback necessarily or running back. I agree with that. We'll take a break. We come back. Don Juan, stay right there. We'll get you on the other side. Severe reaction here on 1620 The Zone. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.